Hi Trillifers and welcome to um, this section about the study of Shobo Genzo, Genjo Kwan in particular. And I would like to just meander a bit, wander, because life is not just a straight line. And I bumped into an amazing poet, a wonderful monk, who lived at the very beginning of the last century. First part of his life was quite sad. He was married, divorced. He was very much into sake, into alcohol. He was drunk all the time. And one day he tried to commit suicide, and um, he was picked up by a priest, a sort of priest, that actually said, well, you're welcome to stay in my temple for as long as you wish. And he stayed, indeed, for quite long, long enough to sit, practice, and receive tokudo. He became a priest. And from then, Santoka, because that's his name, Santoka went all over Japan, first for a pilgrimage, but then after. He didn't know where to go. He was just going like a cloud, like a river, like the wind. And he wrote the most exquisite poetry, which is the poetry of the complete ordinary, nothing special about it. It's about his daily life. Now, what does it have to do with Shobogenzo Genjokuan? But actually, of course, he was a Zen monk. He was sitting as he was going along. He was begging. And with the money he could get, he could buy food and, of course, a bit of alcohol because he was drunk most of the time. He died in very, very poor health. But he's regarded these days as being one of the greatest haiku poets of Japanese history. He was very much part of the reform of haiku after Shiki. And... Um, here I have an amazing book translated by Stevens, John Stevens, called Mountain Tasting. And I warmly recommend you to read this. This is just pearls, gems. It's amazing. And I'd like to read an extract of his journals, one of his sort of daily thoughts, because he used to write everything, everything. Everything he met, he drank, he talked to. Um, Everywhere he went, he was just writing. And that's what, what he says. And I think it's going to ring a bell. Because that's Genjoko. Listen. Again, I've departed on a journey. There is nothing you can say about me except that I'm a foolish pilgrim who spends his entire life wandering like the drifting water plants that float from shore to shore. It appears pitiful, but... I find happiness in this destitute, quiet life. Water flows, clouds shift ceaselessly. When the wind blows, leaves fall. Like the fish swimming in the water, or the birds flying, I walk and walk, going on and on. In my travels, I touch people and things, letting my heart freely reflect events, recording events just as they occur. This record of a beggar monk will tell the story of my life.
Now for Santaka, life was drifting like a cloud, like a river. Don't we do all? I mean, we don't have that sort of romantic life. And actually, if you read Santaka, there's nothing romantic about his journeys. Of course, it's a sort of laughter and amazement. But he was sick, feverish, nearly died many times, fell completely half dead on the floor, on the ground, was picked up by villagers, helped, half cured, and then he went along again. He was desperate, he was urinating, blood. He was, he had a very harsh life. But that was his life. We are commuters, we have families. So these are our mountains. Santoka loved mountains. He says something amazing about mountains. He says that Westerners like to conquer mountains. Eastern people, they like to contemplate mountains. But he adds, I like to taste them. Ah, yummy! So, how do we taste our life fully? Well, for Santoka, Zazen and life were not separated. Walking, begging, sitting, one. And only one. If you, I mean, this is very important, guys. If you put Zazen in a corner of your life and live the rest of your life oblivious of that, that's not Zazen. You have to allow Shikan Sazar, I just said, again and again to shine through your life. To sound through. And that's when Zazen is walking, sleeping, working, tasting, meeting people, having meal, dreaming away. Zazen is doing all these things when you allow Zazen to go into your life and become you. <laughs> so, this book really can make the day of any Zen monk I met. It's just, it's just wonderful. And also it, it, it goes to show that poetry is not a very intellectual exercise, you see. There's a, in the West quite a lot of people that are <laughs> writing haiku in Paris, New York, and they pretend to be haiku specialists and they call themselves haikists and all that sort of stuff. Sorry guys. I mean, the clown speaking to you, you know, the clown speaking to you. I've been writing, let me think, starting when I was seven, so I'm now 46, 39 years. And I started to, to, to write haiku, actually, because <laughs> I didn't know what, what it was, but I was just witnessing what was around me. And, and I went through all the romantic stuff and all big, big, big narratives, and I wrote plays, and I wrote this and that, essays, philosophy, and... Very heavy stuff. And now I'm back to haiku. It's been 10 years. And I'm a beginner. And I have no ambition to become a great haiku guy. <laughs> that's a, that's just... <laughs> what, what, do I, what do I do with haiku? I mean, this is what Santoka used to do too. Uh, he used to use haiku to, to pay attention to his life. That's all. So, 
guys like Bart in France and Roland Bart used to say that every day used to write a sort of page, one page. Well, I do about the same. Every, almost every day I write a poem. Sometimes I stop for a while, but it's pretty much like Zazen. It's a, it's a daily story, really. And it comes through meeting people, witnessing things, um, winds and rains and lots of things and noises and bibs and bobs. Everything is just coming into this. <laughs> yeah, so please, Santoka. And Santoka writes here, I read it again. Water flows, clouds shift endlessly. When the wind blows, leave fall, like the fish swimming in the water or the birds flying. I walk and walk, going on and on. So no matter how much we study Shobogenzo in Jokohan, like fish, like birds, Sandoka's invitation to me, to you, to everybody, is to become Genjokohan. To stop the... about it. But to really discover the real alive side which is there in your life. Open the door, it's just there. Tuk, 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 tuk. Knock. Knock on the door of your life. But don't wait for anything. Just knock and go for it. Okay, very energetic talk. See you next week, and I pick up Dogen again. Very, very likely the same quote. And we see, look into it and see what it could mean. Have a great life.